The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Locked in for the long run, no bunnies ever lie. If you wanna run, just tell me no bunny and glide. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I'm buying about. Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't trying to find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever. Since when we begin, it feel like you really made a It's been a fight. Fell in love with your first impression, and I can't lie. Pass with flying colors, every test, fuck they implies. Locked in for the long Now, before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Today's cocktail is called the Simply Spiked Baca. And this, guys, is a concoction that I came up with at the last minute, but it was delicious. So I grabbed a case of the Simply Spiked with a variety of flavors like mango, kiwi, peach, and strawberry. I grabbed a bottle of Tito's Vodka and fresh fruit for my garnish. So today's ingredients includes one can of the Simply Spiked. I chose mango for my flavor, 1.5 ounces of Tito's Vodka, and whatever kind of fruit for garnish. You can go with the strawberries for the strawberry, the kiwi for the kiwi, the peach for the peach, and mangoes for the mango, or you can switch it up, use them all together. Either way it goes, this drink is simply amazing. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a tall glass and fill it with ice. We're going to pour half of our Simply Spiked into the glass, add the vodka, and then pour the rest of the Simply Spiked on the top, add whatever kind of fruit for a garnish, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day, the Simply Spiked Vodka. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to season three's episode 15. Um, where do I start? This is probably going to be a very difficult um episode. Like I know my past three episodes, I probably have started off with the same one-liner of how it's difficult, you know, how this is going to be a very vulnerable 
um, episode or, you know, me being transparent and things like that. But today's episode definitely is going to be quite um, difficult. I have I have been trying to get myself together for the past four days to go ahead and record and push this episode out there because last week I realized how important this platform is, how important this podcast is to a lot of you out there that are in these prison relationships and, you know, hearing my advice, hearing the different scenarios that I've gone through, um, has really made a major impact. And so I have been trying so hard to push through to keep bringing you the content um, that I set out to bring. Again, this is my journey. um, And this is everything unfolded in real life, you know, my truth. So today is is definitely a a difficult um, episode. Last week, you know, I talked about the difficulties um, that my relationship was facing and how, you know, it was just a one day at a time type of thing, how we was trying to work things through um, the obstacles of, you know, the insecurities dealing with someone who's incarcerated um, and just the different things that have transpired due to a lot of the issues. And, um, I find myself now feeling as if I am responsible. Um, I've always been a person that told the truth. I've always been a person to express myself, um, in the best way that I can. I've never been a sugarcoating type of person. Um, I've just always been very, very upfront. That's a part of my personality. That's who I am. And now that I've been doing this podcast and understanding what I'm bringing to the table and understanding the impact that I am making on a lot of people, I feel responsible to continue to be honest, to be raw, to be uncut, and to tell my truth. And I have been faced with a uh, a major issue within my relationship when it comes to that. I treat real life the same way I treat this podcast. When people ask for my advice, whether it's in my DM, whether it's in my email, um, or whether it's comments throughout this platform, I speak my truth. I tell how I feel. Um, I put myself in other people's shoes. I put people into my shoes to give the best scenario or the best case that I can to be of any assistance um, when I'm asked questions or when I'm needed. I recently had a situation that happened where um, a guy, a customer of mine, was asking me about marriage and how I felt about marriage, Um, the fact that he had two kids, and, you know, he just wanted my outlook on what I felt about marriage, how long I had been married, and just the different things like that. Um, Within this conversation, I was actually on the phone with Mike when I was having this conversation, and it started off as the guy just kind of asking me different things and my opinions about life. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I haven't worked for anybody in six years. Um, He asked me how that was, what led me to make that choice. 
Um, he was telling me about things that he was going through with his job and how he just really wanted to walk away. He was really concerned how his kids might feel about it. So, you know, it was just like a real life conversation. Him just asking me about life. Um, within that conversation, you know, I explained to him that I was married, you know, and just things like that, because he was asking me about music and the music industry. And I was explaining to him, like, you know, my guy does it. I don't do it. I know a little bit about it. Again, this was like a, a overall conversation just about life. Um, and within that conversation, uh, Mike was on the phone. So, you know, as I was talking to the guy, he was making comments as well as things that I was talking about, my experience of moving to New York, how New York doesn't have central air, you know, just different things like that. So it was a really, really good interaction. And I was really glad that he was on the opposite end, you know, listening to the conversation because a lot of times I want to make sure that he is involved, but he also understands and sees me as a professional or, or just hears my day-to-day -day conversations with people because I always tell him how people just walk up to me and just start telling me their problems or people just start confiding in me. And it's crazy because it's been like that ever since I was a bartender. I don't know if I have that bartender look, but they always say that bartenders are like counselors and psychiatrists. So God was telling me all his stuff. He asked me about marriage. Um, and I kept it honest with him. I kept it real with him. I told him that marriage was work. I told him it takes a lot of communication. I told him it takes a lot of unconditional love. I told him it takes a lot of compromise. Um, and I also told him that you have to understand who your mate was in other relationships prior to you. You have to understand the baggage that they bring along with them as well. I got into explaining my situation because Mike having children. And I compared my situation to this guy's situation because he too had kids. So I'm explaining to him, you know, having kids is very, having kids in a relationship with someone who doesn't have any kids like myself, it becomes a, a obstacle, especially when your spouse has a younger child under the age of five years old. You know that that relationship is freshly over. So sometimes there comes a lot of drama. I myself, you know, within my relationship have dealt with baby mama drama. And I'm explaining to this guy the things to look forward to, you know, how we have navigated through everything, you know, the obstacles that we have faced. Um, and he asked me, was my first year the roughest? And I told him the first year was like the honeymoon stage. The second year was like, okay, all the type of things and issues and growing pain starts to come. Now we're kind of leveling out. Now we're kind of growing past the pains. Now we're trying to understand each other a little bit better, you know, but I did conclude with saying that it's work and it's extremely hard. It's not a normal relationship. You know, breaking up a lot of times is just not the option. You know, when you find your person, your best friend, you know, you want to work these things out. You want to make it through to the other side and just how important, you know, communication really is. I've always talked about communication. Um, and that was the conclusion of our conversation. I did say to him that if we didn't make it, if my relationship didn't make it, 
I truly felt like I probably would not date or deal with anyone that has children because that has been one of the um, obstacles that has been the hardest within my relationship. And again, I compared that because of the fact that he has children as well um, and just giving him the optics from a from a woman's perspective if he was to get into something with a woman who has no kids and that was the end of the conversation the conversation ended he thanked me for everything and he went about his day um and shortly after that you know mike cracked the joke he's like oh my god you just told him everything and i'm like you know people just always asking me for advice. People always talk to me about their problems, you know, and I'm like, but I didn't lie to him. You know, I was really, really honest. Um, and he got offended. He got offended. He got offended and was basically like, you know, I feel like when a man asks you something like that, like you're supposed to say our relationship is perfect. Um, and I felt like it came from a insecure place. I felt like he said that because it was a man. I felt like he wanted me to tell this man these things because in his mind, I'm giving a man an opening to try to talk to me. And I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it as my listeners. I looked at it as the people who are emailing me and DMing me, asking my advice, asking my opinion, asking me questions. Um, I didn't look at it from a standpoint of me telling this man something that he was asking for himself and things that he was feeling and experiencing as if it was me giving an opening for this man to try to talk to me as if, oh, my relationship is in so much trouble. You know, let me try to talk to this girl. You know, she's saying that her relationship is this. I didn't take it that way. Nothing about the energy from this man came off that way. Nothing about the conversation came out that way because... Because again, we started off talking about his personal issues when it comes to how he was feeling about his job and wanting to walk away. And we talked about a lot of life things. So I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that energy. And for whatever reason, I was just honest. I was just honest. I was just being me as I am once a week when I come onto this platform and tell my truth, tell my story. Um... I didn't know it was an issue. I didn't know it was an issue. Unbeknownst to me, I thought when we hung up the phone that everything was okay. Um, I understood his stance on it. I didn't agree with it because it wasn't a situation where I was talking to an ex-boyfriend or I was talking to a friend that was trying to talk to me or I was talking to a guy that was flirting with me and I'm telling him, oh, you know, my relationship is this. And I never really pinpointed and touched on personal things in my relationship i just told certain things and obstacles and difficulties that i had based on the things that his life details kids jobs and different things like that um and once we hung up the phone i thought everything was okay there was a part of me that shifted into that walking on eggshells that that thing that i have been experiencing that is has become to bother me that thing that I am 
constantly watching what I say because I don't want to argue with this man. That place where I'm constantly walking on eggshells because I don't want to argue with this man because I know every little thing or every time I talk to somebody, he gets into these modes where in his mind, the whole world is trying to talk to me. In his mind, if I say something a certain type of way or whatever, like it's 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 giving an option for a guy to flirt with me. And it's just flat out emotional abuse, period, point blank. And I'm never going to sugarcoat that. And I am watching myself from the outside looking in. And these are the traits and the habits that I am picking up. And I don't like it. And I've expressed it to him numerous of times within the past two months because our issues and arguments are coming from these insecure and jealous places. And I don't want to live my life like that. I want to be able to be happy and be who I am with who I am with. I am no threat, no kind of way to my relationship when it comes to the way I communicate with people. I was a bartender. I was a manager of a strip club. I always had people in my face. I've always talked to people. I've always been around men. Um, and I am not the approachable personality when it comes to flirting and dating. And the ironic thing is that when me and him got to the place where we started opening up about our feelings, the first thing he told me was, I've been wanting to talk to you, but I was scared. Like you, you're intimidating. So it's ironic to me that a person who has liked me before, wanted to talk to me, didn't know how to approach me, thinks that I'm the most approachable person in the world. Um, and it bothers me and it's, it's causing a lot of issues and problems, um, within my relationship now. And this is not even a prison issue. This is not even a prison issue, you know? So after that conversation happened, I thought everything was okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't, we got into a major argument. Um, terrible things were said and it resulted in us being done. He made the choice that he no longer wanted to be in this anymore because I would not admit that I was wrong for talking to this guy and explaining to this guy um, about what my stance was on, on marriage and relationships. Um, and I was not going to admit I was wrong to something that I innocently did not feel like I was wrong in doing. I wasn't wrong in doing the same thing that I do once a week on this platform. Um, I cannot wrap my head around how how a person can be mad at me for communicating my truth in person versus communicating my truth on a public platform that's heard in 32 plus countries, cities and states that is recorded, noted, and can be played over and over again for free. Um, I can't understand. I can't understand how you're okay with that, but, but have a problem with me talking to someone in person because it was a man. It now makes me uncomfortable telling my truth because I could see if he said, 
I don't like the way you talk about our relationship on the podcast. I don't like the way you talk about, I think, personal things between me and you. Or I don't like the way you portray me as as a man on, on your platform. Or I don't like the way you portray my business on the platform. And then I turned around and did the same thing to somebody asking me advice. I don't understand how you could be okay with one, but have a problem with the other. If you're going to have a problem, have a problem with both. So therefore, I didn't feel like I did anything wrong because I do what I do on a normal basis. The issue for me is that because it was a man, had it been a woman asking me that, it would have been no problem. But the biggest punchline of them all is that he was on the phone the entire time. What could I have possibly gained from him being on the phone and a guy trying to talk to me like not to mention when he originally called my phone was on speaker and the first thing he said was hey baby so the guy was right there knew I was on the phone quite sure once I told him I was married he put two and two together there was nothing disrespectful about this conversation there was nothing disrespectful about the things that I said when it came to my relationship I spoke my truth um, and I don't know if maybe because he heard how I genuinely felt it bothered him. I don't really know. But you guys out there hear my true feelings and my truth every week. Every week. I said nothing different than what I say on here. Um, and so that resulted in everything we have being done. It has been four days since I've talked to him. This is the longest that we've gone without communicating. Um, And for whatever reason, you know, it's still being portrayed in his mind and I guess other people that he's communicating with because I don't really think that they're getting the full story that I was wrong. I was wrong for telling a man um, that, relationships are hard and you know the obstacles that I faced and the baggage that come that that my that he has come along with and things like that um let's forget about the fact that I'll never see this person again I don't know this person I can't even remember this guy's name um I'm never going to see this person again I'm never going to see this person again never going to talk to this person again I don't know this person this is was not an ex this was not a friend this is what not a guy flirting with me at a bar at a restaurant this was a casual conversation about my opinions on life relationships and marriage and which resulted in the ending of mine so right now um today I woke up I'm okay, but I'm not okay. I'm still hurt because I just don't understand. I'm trying to face my own reality of what life could possibly look like with this person who is constantly insecure and jealous about anybody that I talk to, especially if it's a man. Um, Last night, I watched a movie on TV on Tubi and... I've literally watched a scenario of my life play out on a movie and it scared me. It terrified me to watch what possibly could be me dealing with a guy who is jealous and insecure. 
Um, and it was scary. It was scary. And, and, and today I, I didn't sleep well last night because my emotions are all over the place. You know, him being incarcerated adds a lot. It adds a lot. Um, his childhood being spent in prison adds a lot. His past on relationships adds a lot. I can take just about anything. I can deal with just about anything. And I'm not saying like in a negative way, like, you know, I'm a fool or, you know, I just deal with what I deal with. What I'm saying is I'm a strong enough woman to shoulder a lot of things. I can't shoulder insecurity and jealousy because it's dangerous. Um, I can't shoulder insecurity and jealousy because it turns into disrespect and no matter how hard you know I try or how hard I've loved this person and want so much with this person and for this person no matter how much my life is an open book you know I am if I'm not at home I'm working no matter whenever this man calls me, it's I'm always doing something productive or I'm at home or whatever the case may be. I give him no reason or nothing to think the way he thinks. So no matter what I do, I could give him my life on a silver platter. But if the butler is the one bringing it and it's a man, it's a problem. And it's hurtful. It's hurtful that it has come down to this. And I'm going to be honest as I always am, I did not know that this person existed. This is a different person. Um, I have watched him change so much and grow so much. And then all of a sudden, I've, I'm now watching him unravel. I'm watching him unravel. I'm watching him become the person that I never knew. And I don't know if this is his original self. I don't know if he's like pulling back the layers and this is who he is. But it's terrifying to me because it's of nothing. The things that we argue about, the things that we get into it about are of nothing. Um, by him being incarcerated and by him, you know, being in prison, it makes things a lot harder. Um, not talking to him and things like that. It's, it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard. And, um, I'm just dealing, <laughs> I'm just dealing. I'm just taking every day, literally, um, one day at a time because, I don't understand. You know, I really don't understand. I have been so empathetic and sympathetic towards his life and all the things and all the obstacles that he's dealt with personally. Um, I have tried to walk this time down with him. You know, I've been extremely faithful and loyal to him, um, not because of him, but because of the woman that I am. And I, and I want to stress that. Because the woman that I am is why I am the way I am with him. I am very respectful. Um, no matter how ugly the conversation gets, you know, I'm extremely respectful to him. I treat him as a man. But you can't keep thinking you can put somebody in the corner and they won't come out swinging, as I said last week. Um, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Um. 
I know he loves me. I know he loves me in a very strong, powerful way that now is becoming a problem. I love him. I love him very, very much. I want so much for him. I support everything that he thinks about, everything that he wants, everything that he dreams about, everything he wants to accomplish when he comes home. I've supported all. Um, and it's just scary. It's a, it's a scary tragedy because this amount of love, this great feeling that I had for this person, you know, I just knew I found my happiness, 100% my happiness. The man never made me cry, kept a smile on my face. Um, we laugh, we giggle, we play. Everything has been so wonderful up until when all of these insecurity and jealous type of things start coming out. I saw the flags before, but I kind of just felt like, okay, maybe because he's in prison, maybe because he's in jail, you know, you have these, where you at, what you doing, because they can't physically see you, they can't put their hands on you, they can't touch you, they can't smell you, they can't hug you. You know, I know insecurity plays on that when you're incarcerated so I took those flags as what I thought it was I had no idea that this this is who he is and it's terrifying it's terrifying um and it's a tragedy that all this love is turning into this and I've said it before you know I never saw us getting to this place I never saw you know, the ugliness coming, you know, we have had ups and downs. We've had a few rough patches here and there. And as I've always said, it has nothing to do with me. I bring this man no problems. If this man was asked by a woman about our relationship, it's nothing that I would feel insecure about because I'm secure in who I am. And I know I give this man no problems. He doesn't have to deal with the things that I have to deal with within the relationship um, as I do with him. I don't have a baby daddy. I don't have a whole bunch of exes running around here with issues and problems because who I'm with now, um, you know, I, I, I don't have a relationship with his kids due to all of these different things that's going on. These are all the things that I talk about on this platform already, already. So, I mean, the moral of this topic is that, you know, our relationship has ended. Um, as far as the marriage part, you know, if you're listening, you've already known that we never really signed our paperwork. We took the vows, didn't sign the paperwork due to um, COVID and some other technicalities and things like that. But overall, um, he has decided that we are done due to him feeling as if I disrespected our relationship and I left an opening for a man to come in and try to talk to me or possibly talk to me because I gave him my advice on what I thought marriage was and what it looked, what it has looked like for me and how we have overcome it. Um, I don't know at this point, like, what do I talk about now on the podcast? What do I do? Because clearly me talking about my truth is an issue. Um, and, it, it, and it has to be an issue on both ends. It can't be okay on this end and okay on that end. So now I, I am completely uncomfortable in, in how I move forward and what I talk about when it comes to 
you know, this relationship and, and the things that went on and, and, and just different things like that. So these past four days have been hard for me emotionally and mentally and also professionally of how to move forward. You know, last week I struggled with it when I, you know, was like our relationship had hit such a bad place. Um, I didn't know how to move on. I didn't know how could I contribute to you guys out there listening, you know, where, how does my story continue when, this is what's going on. So it's been a struggle. It's been a complete struggle. Even today recording this, I have put it off for four days, but I kept saying I have to release some some content. And again, I'm it releasing and telling my truth, telling what has happened. Um my next episode, I have no idea when what's gonna happen, when I'm gonna post, um wh- what material I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I don't want anybody to take what I'm going through in a negative way when it comes to their relationship with someone incarcerated because mine was built on love. It really, really was. And it's been an amazing ride. Um, So I don't want to push the negative because I always try to push against the negative from the beginning of this podcast. My situation it may not be like other people's situation. So don't take it as me now trying to come in and shed the negative light on a prison relationship. Because again, this is bigger than a prison relationship. These are issues that have a lot to do with prison, but it's a it's bigger than that. So I'm going to take a break and I'll be back. Okay, guys, so I am back. Of course, um, yes, these past couple of episodes, I've, I've been having to take a break because it gets very overwhelming. But um, again, I don't want to make this a negative thing. You know, I still want to push the positivity and, and, and try as best as I can to help anybody in my situation um, navigate through these things. This is something new for me. I don't know how to navigate through, um, insecurity and jealousy. I really, really don't. I mean, I I don't, to me, it's a very dangerous and ugly trait. I don't know what to do with it. Um, it makes my future look very different now when it comes to, um, you know, the relationship and I don't know where we go from here. I don't know, you know, I I don't know. I can't, I can't speak on it because I don't know. What I can tell you is, um, these have been, these past four days have been hard. They've been hard for a lot of reasons. Um, the, the emotional up and down that I'm feeling, I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm sad, you know, in the midst of that, I still love this person, but I have to love myself more. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what to do. And I think that's the hardest part for me because 
as I've said before, I've always been a runner. Like it's been nothing for me to just walk away from a relationship. You know, if it's not going right, if I feel disrespected, you know, I had one previous relationship that was the worst relationship I have ever encountered in my life. And I told myself that I would never go through that again. I would never be with a person who treated me like that or talked to me like that. And this is kind of also feeling a tad bit familiar. I can't compare the two of them because it is drastically different. Um, but the, 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 the anger, the, the words that come out in anger are so familiar and you can't take words back. Words hold a lot, a lot of power. Um, this has been embarrassing for me, you know, to, to have to deal with this, um, you know, to have to have other people hear, you know, what has happened or, or in the moment when it has happened, the ugly exchanges of words, um, it's even embarrassing to come on here, you know, and, and talk about just the ugliness of it when it was just so beautiful in the beginning. You know, I feel very disappointed. I'm just dealing with a lot of emotions. You know, like I said, these, these relationships, you go on an emotional roller coaster, but this one right now, the, the issues are just a tad bit different. Um, I've even had moments where I thought to myself, well, damn, you know, does that, you know, what does that mean? Like on his end, you know, is he back conversating with people? Is he back communicating with people? You know, he, I don't think that he even thinks about the openings that as a woman we feel, okay, so now you've opened it up for other people to come back into your life. You've opened it up for, you know, other people to, 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 to sneak back in because now, you know, you've made the decision to not be in this relationship anymore. Like I think about that as well, but then I also think about my God, like, but this is who he is. A female that's okay with that. I'm I'm not the kind of woman who feels like showing me that kind of love, it doesn't make me feel good. I think I said last week, I knew a couple of females that literally would be like loving the fact of having a jealous man and the fact of of, of them exuding that type of insecurity and jealousy. It made them feel love. It does not feel good to me. It does not feel good to me. And, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, just who he has been in other relationships as, as well. And like I said, when I told that guy, you have to sit back and think about the baggage that a person brings in when it comes from even their past. You know, I'm not trying to say I don't have baggage. I have baggage because I've been in other relationships and other relationships have molded me and made me think the way that I think in certain scenarios. You know, my baggage is not as heavy as his. It doesn't come with a lot of drama. You know, it doesn't come with a lot of issues. Mine is more so a lot of red flags. I mean, I think Every person, male and female, has red flags. And these red flags come from prior engagements and relationships with people. So, um, I don't know, guys. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to move forward, even within this podcast. I don't know how to talk about, you know, a prison love story that's now turning into a complete nightmare. I don't know how to talk about, you know, how to stay in a healthy, happy relationship with someone incarcerated when mine is becoming so difficult and so hard. I don't know how my journey and my story is supposed to continue on this platform. I am going to do my best to keep chronicalizing my word and and having you guys on my personal journey, whether it's how I move forward for this, whether it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't love this person. I'm not going to sit here and act like I wish that I had fairy dust that I could change all of this. I'm not going to sit here and act like um that jealousy and insecurity is something that I don't feel like a person can change. Like I don't. And that is the disappointing part about it. I am starting to feel what life would be like if he was at home and how would these scenarios turn out in person. It's terrifying. It's it's terrifying. Um, And I'm not saying terrifying as if he scares me because he doesn't scare me. Let's be clear. And I mean in capital letters, let's be clear. He doesn't scare me. I am not scared of him. I am just scared of that type of relationship. I'm scared of that type of energy. I'm scared of that type of negativity. I am 45 years old. I got more time behind me than I have in front of me. And I want to spend my life happy in a healthy relationship. And I want to be able to be me at all times. And when I say be me, just be the truthful me. I want to be able to living my truth. I want to be able to, if a guy asks me a question that my man is not thinking the way I answer it is making this man feel like he can talk to me or just the simple fact, if a guy speaks to me, I don't want to feel like, oh my God, should I say something back? Oh my God, if I speak, is he like, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that. I have always been a communicator. People love talking to me. People love coming around me. I don't even like people. I don't even really like people. I'm an Aquarius. I really don't like people, but I am a humanitarian by nature. So when people need me, when people ask for my help, when people ask for my opinion, I've always just been very upfront. If you ask me, Rashida, how do you feel about Frontier Airlines? I'm not going to sit here and say Frontier Airlines is cute, it's cool, it's wonderful. They have this amazing new monthly plan and all these different type of things. No, I'm going to tell you the first time I flew Frontier Airlines was horrible. I thought we were going to crash into a mountain. We flew to Colorado. It was the worst turbulence. It was terrifying. I could not wait to get off that plane. And when we got off of that plane and connected to another flight on the way to Vegas, it from that point on, we got on Delta, everything was fine. But I would never fly Frontier Airlines again. It was the worst ride ever. Now, 
I mean, other people might like Frontier. You know what I'm saying? You might hear my what I just said and be like, oh, I never had that experience before. But I can only tell you about my experience. I can only tell you how I feel about something and be truthful to it. Because I feel like I am responsible to tell the truth when someone asks me a question. If you ask me, is that iron hot and i tell you yes that's why i'm I'm telling you to protect you from touching that iron and burning yourself but if i tell you no and let you burn yourself how was i helpful how did i help you how 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 did i prepare you for if you get ready to touch this iron you already know it's hot so either you need to put a glove on either you need to turn it the other way either you need to unplug it i'm just giving you different scenarios so i i just I don't know. I don't know. But um, like I said, this has been a hard four days. Um, It really has. I can't even sugarcoat that. I can't even lie about that. Like, I feel horrible. You know, I feel horrible. I miss my best friend. I miss talking to the person that made me laugh. I miss talking to the person that I could tell anything to. You know, I miss talking to the person that I know loved me so much because I loved him so much. I miss us. I do. Um, But lately, the jealousy and the insecurity has just taken over and we're arguing about nothing on a regular basis. We're arguing about things that have really no real validity to our situation and our relationship. We're not arguing about finances. We're not arguing about where we're going to live. We're not arguing about, you know... um, our personal preferences within our we're not arguing about anything that has substance when it comes to our relationship we're not arguing about that we're arguing about me communicating with males me being around males the way i respond the way i talk everything has been about a man it's been about a man (laughs) Um, and it's been about how he wants me to respond to him when those things happen. He wants me to apologize for things that I can't as a human being apologize for. Now, I can agree to disagree. I can respect your thought process. I can respect your opinions. I can even respect how you feel about something and say, you know what? I respect it. I see how you feel. And I won't respond in that manner anymore. But how can I say that in this scenario and still get on this platform and do the same thing? That's why I said it's now becoming uncomfortable because now it's like, do you really want me to tell my truth? Do you really want me to express how I really feel? Because that's what I'm doing all the time. So again, um, it's a lot. It's a lot, guys. Only thing I am asking um, is just for your prayers. Like, like th- this is a hard one. This is a hard one for me because I didn't see this coming. I never thought that, you know, I wouldn't spend the rest of my life with this person. I, I really thought that, you know, I had found my true happiness and I was looking forward to it. I was ready for it. I was making plans for it. I have been building so much to try to create a, a, a legacy and, and a very lucrative and positive empire 
for both me and him. I'm not trying to be the breadwinner. I just wanted to keep my man out of jail. I just wanted to make sure that when he came home, he had something to come home to that was positive and that was great and that he could be his best self, that he could really utilize all the skills and things and 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 go to the potential that I know that he can. Um and I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to life. I was looking forward to home life. I was looking forward to watching movies and cooking dinner and the cuddle time and all these different type of things. Like I was really looking forward to. So my world has turned upside down um, and shaking loose. And I am just trying to take one day at a time and, and just process and move forward um, however I need to move forward. I don't know, you know, what the future holds for us. I have no idea. I don't know, um, what God's plans are within this situation. Only thing I can do is just pray for him and for myself. You know, I really pray that he gets to a place where those things don't take away from his happiness because even outside of me, if he moves on and is with somebody else, everybody can't deal with that. Everybody can't deal with a jealous, a, a, a jealous, insecure man is very toxic. So, um, my prayers every day have been with him because I know it's hard to, I mean, I know us not communicating and where we are right now i'm quite sure it's very hard for him um especially with him being incarcerated i know this is not easy and it's not easy for me you know it's not easy for me i'm not even gonna sit here and 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 lie about it it's been a hard four days um and probably the hardest four days in a relationship i've ever ever had i can't see I can't see the other side right now. Like, I can't see, oh, we'll be okay. We'll work it out. We'll get through this. I can't even see that. I, I normally, in most scenarios, I can be like, we're going to work it out. We're going to be okay. You know, this is just something we're going through. This is a stumbling block. This is an obstacle. I can't even see that. And and that, too, um, is very hurtful. You know, it's the reality of, you know, everything has come to an end. It's the reality of, you know, Rashida, it might be, you know, that time, like you might have to move on with your life. Um, Rashida, you know, the person that you was with that, that you, you've lost as a friend, you know, you've lost the best friend, you've lost a friend. Um, and having to process all that within these four days, it, it's, it's been really, really hard, you know? Um, I still worry about him being incarcerated. I still understand the ups and downs that he goes through mentally and emotionally dealing with being incarcerated. He still has a couple of more years to go. Um, and I, I, I pray for him and I feel, you know, I feel a sense of sadness because, you know, I know that he, as much as he was a major part of my life, I was a major part of his life too. So it's, it, it's, this is all coming from a heavy heart. So, um, yeah, this is what my prison love story has come to. This is what my, um, journey 
has come to. I am at a difficult crossroad. You know, I don't know to go left or right. I'm just stuck standing. Um, I'm stuck standing in awe. I'm stuck standing in confusion. I'm stuck standing in hurt. Um, I'm stuck standing in just not really knowing what to do. Like, I'm so conflicted right now. But again, guys, um, I don't, I don't want to spin this into what a prison re relationship looks like, um, as if this is the fate for everybody. As I said, my narrative um, was always to push the positivity, was always to talk about, you know, how to maintain a healthy one, how you can be happy, how, you know, every prison relationship is not about being used. It's not about you know, a person stringing you along until they come home, you know, so everything I've always talked about has been about the positive part of being in a prison relationship. You know, you've had some people that were together before they were incarcerated and still, you know, walking that time down together, still, you know, holding each other up, holding each other down. You know, you have people that like myself were friends first and it, it, it turned into something and um, it has been amazing up until, you know, the past couple of months. I can't even front. Um, it really, really has. So I don't want to put that spin on it. I don't want to um, push the narrative like this is the same old prison love story because it's really, really not. A lot of these issues are so much bigger than um, being with someone incarcerated is being with someone who's incarcerated, who has a lot of shit going on that stems for a lengthy incarceration, um, for 15 years of, of, of their life and now being back and, and just the experiences in life have been different. Um, and, you guys know the story. You guys know the story. If you listen, if you've been listening, I've talked about it so much. Um, I'm quite sure some of you might not even be surprised that this is how things have started to unravel. Um, you know, I, I've have a few listeners that's been doing, that's been in these relationships and, you know, have spent 20 plus years in these type of relationships. And some have turned out the same way. Some have turned out great. You know, I've had a person reach out to me and tell me like, Hey, you know, be strong. I've dealt with this for 20 years and, you know, eventually I had to walk away, you know, so I, it's so many layers. It's so many layers to what we go through when we are in relations with people. I'm sorry, in relationships with someone who is incarcerated, just like people who are on the outside. But the incarceration makes everything so much more, um, so much more difficult. But I don't want anybody to be deterred by the way things have turned out in my story. I don't know. My story could be over. My story could not be over. But as of right now, my story has ended. My story has ended. And um, like I said, please continue to pray for him. You know, as I said before, there's a lot of obstacles that he faces. There's a lot of things that he goes through. Um, please continue to pray for me. This is not an easy thing for me. Like I have opened up my whole life to the whole world, so to speak. Um, I've built a platform around it. Um, 
all the way to the point of even with my theme song. I can't even lit when I'm doing a treatment for my podcast, when I go back and edit, I have to skip over. I have to skip over the theme song. I have to skip over the part where, you know, you know, I'm like, babe, I love you. He's like, I'm li- I can't even hear that. So there's a lot of things that I deal with, even within this platform. As, and that's why it took me so many days to kind of try to get myself together to do it because everything is still resembles me and him it resembles that happy place it resembles that love that I wanted to share with the world because it was so electrifying it was so amazing it was so life-changing like I was so 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 happy like this was my world so um it it has it has it has been hard it has been challenging but um as i said before i will do the best that i can to continue my journey to continue telling my journey on this platform you know i i may not be able to give the same outlook and experiences that you guys are used to um i don't know as i said i don't know how this story will continue on i don't know is it just gonna be i don't know i don't know i feel like i'm rambling at this point um but i don't know i just appreciate you guys for listening for this long i appreciate you guys for being on this journey with me um i'm quite sure you know it's people who've been here before who've been in these same particular shoes that i'm in right now and if you have input if you have a story you want to tell if you have advice that you even want to give me right now feel free. I've said it before. You can communicate with me um, long as it's not disrespectful or messy or anything like that. I have no problems with responding back. Um, but that's all that I have, guys, because I swear I feel like I'm rambling and it's it's the energy. My, my energy is a little off right now, but I feel responsible. I feel responsible. And therefore, um, as a part of that responsibility, you know, this platform is one of them. Um, I've set out on this journey and now this has become a lifestyle for me. It has become a part of my livelihood and as well as my income. I make money off this podcast. So it's kind of hard to keep going and, and doing this. Um, when things have just completely fallen apart. But that's all that I have um, for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. I love you guys so much for all the love and the support. Um, This is my journey. This is my story. And this has been my truth. And this is season three's episode 15. ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life. Looking your age is not. 
Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. Today, on a serious note, I have two very serious questions for you guys. These questions are important to me because it is about this platform and this podcast and what it has done for you. When I set out to do this podcast, it was for two different reasons. One was because I wanted to share this amazing love story that developed from behind prison walls. Although we were friends, although we had a connection, although we did business together, our friendship friendship blossomed into this amazing love. And I wanted to tell this story. But I also wanted to tell this story because at the time of him being transferred, it was a weird feeling. It was a lonely feeling. It was a weird feeling. And I kept saying, I just wonder how other women feel when they're in this position, when they're in this place, this feeling right now of being with someone incarcerated, worrying about if they're okay, haven't talked to them, they're on lockdown the ups and downs that you go through because I've always felt like women who have been with their spouses through the duration of an incarceration are maybe not the duration of the incarceration, but they are the voiceless. You never hear the woman's side of the story. You never hear the triumph. You never hear the victory. You never hear the ups and downs. You never hear the good, the bad, the ugly from their standpoint. You always hear the guy side. And I wanted to start this platform for that, but I also wanted to put everybody on this amazing journey with me, you know, week by week, telling the parts of my love story, the ups and downs that we encountered and went through the obstacles. And I just really wanted that finale that, you know, this podcast went on for five years. You guys have been on the journey with me. He's finally home. You get to hear me and him now on this podcast, on this platform, telling his side of the story, giving advice to some of the ladies and, and men. And, you know, this really grow into something really, really beautiful. And that was my reasoning for this podcast. Now that my relationship is at a crossroad, now that my story has has ended um, and I don't know what the future is moving forward for this story, for my story, for us. My question to you guys out there, and don't forget, this is how we interact as a community. I started this part of the segment uh, about a month ago, I believe maybe a month or two months ago, because I wanted to start interacting with you guys. Um, My question, my two important questions is, do you still want to be a part of my journey? I can't tell you what my journey is at this point anymore. I can't tell you um, what the future is, you know, when it comes to the relationship. I can't tell you the future of this love story. If it's still, I can't promise you that, but I can promise you my journey. I can promise you, 
you know, how I move forward. I can promise you the things that I go through trying to heal from um, this relationship and things like that. So, again, my question is, do you still want to be a part of my journey? My second most important question for today is how has has this podcast helped you when it comes to your prison relationship when it comes to your relationship you know maybe it's people who are listening to me who are not just in a prison relationship but a relationship like how has this platform this podcast helped you um and those are two very important questions to me because I am conflicted I am torn I do not know how to move forward right now and it's very important to me that I hear from you guys so if you want to participate um in this question you can go to the Spotify platform up under the episode, there is a comment section. You will see the questions. You can comment um, and you can express how you feel. You can also email me at Rashida at Wetlock Chronicles podcast blog. And let me know how you feel. Let me know how you guys feel. And um, I will respond. I respond, but those are two very, very important questions. Probably the two most important questions that I probably ever given um, on this uh, on a serious note segment. So those are the questions, guys. Again, if you want to interact with me, you go to the Spotify uh, platform and you can comment, answer. Or if you don't have that platform and you possibly use Apple. Um, iHeart and all the other platforms, you can simply email me at Rashida at Wetlock Chronicles Podcast dot blog, or you can email at Rash um at Wetlock Chronicles Podcast at gmail dot com as well. Um, either way, I would love to hear your responses, and that is all that I have for on a serious note. Again, today it is um. Four days late on 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 my um episode, but I appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in. This is season three, episode fifteen. Now it's time to jump into our shout outs. Okay, so on a happy note, I want to shout out my niece, Loyalty. Um, As you guys know, she did the um, intro song for this podcast. I love it. Um, At one point, I could not stop playing it. And I am so grateful and thankful for her taking the time out to actually do that um, for this podcast. But I want to shout her out because this past weekend, she won... Um, a indie fest. She was involved in an indie fest with Authentic Empire, um, AE, and 
she actually won and i am so proud of her she won a hundred thousand dollars for this indie um indie fest and it's well deserved for her it's completely completely well deserved from her for her i'm super super proud of her um she has worked really really hard um in her craft she's a dope ass artist she raps she sings she's beautiful um and that is that's that's I'm just happy for her. I have watched this little girl grow up. Um, she used to be with me every day. Like that was like my little sidekick since she was three years old. So I am extremely proud of her. I'm extremely happy for her. I know this is just the beginning for her and I just look forward to watching her career blossom and grow. And I promise you guys, the female rap game has definitely changed. Um, again, if you want to, um, listen to anything from her you can follow her on instagram um her instagram is at it's itz loyalty that's l-o-y-a-l-t-e-e and she's amazing guys she's amazing music is dope um follow her platform she has some amazing things coming up but i want to shout her out because she did her thing and i am so 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 proud of her um of course i want to shout out all my new listeners and definitely my subscribers i appreciate you guys so much um you guys keep me going and i i, I appreciate it like so 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 much and um that's all that I have for the shout outs, guys. Just everybody and anybody who has supported this podcast, who's bought merch, who's listened, who've spread the word about this podcast, who's taken the time to listen to these episodes, who've been encouraging um, for me to keep going, who's given me advice, who've sent me emails, who sent me DMs, who has talked to me about their journeys and the things that they've gone through, um, are the ones who simply just ask me how I feel about things and are especially the people who say and tell me that my platform, um, that this platform has helped them. That means so much to me. And I just hope that I can continue to um, meet your expectations with or without, um, you know, my, my love story. So, that's all that I have on my shout outs. Shout out to my family. Shout out to my friends. Shout out to my friends that support this podcast. A uh, major shout out to my friend Demita who did a commercial, her version of a commercial for me on on Facebook. It was so cute. I said I was going to record it and play it on here so you guys can hear it. But I love the way she supports me. She's wearing my t-shirts almost every day. I told her when I got new merch in, I would give her some more shirts because she is a walking billboard for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. I promise you um and definitely a shout out to my best friend as well you know she you can catch her with her fed up wives t-shirt or her wetline chronicles t-shirt too um both of them have been very supportive when it has come to the visual side of this podcast um it gives me life it definitely gives me life but um, thank you guys so much again for tuning in and listening, spreading the word. Shout out to all of you new people who are listening in these um, these different countries. Uh, I want to say it's 32 countries now that are listening to Wetlock Chronicles podcast. I appreciate you guys. I simply do appreciate you guys so much. Um, and that is all. That is all that I have for my shout outs. Thank you again. Um, this is season three, episode 15.
Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. To follow this show's social media, follow Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, and TikTok under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Chronicles, YouTube Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. For merch, make sure to visit wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. And for my personal blog, wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog, my personal Instagram and TikTok, Rashida the Brand, and my Instagram subscription channel is the exclusive brand. Quick update, guys. Um, the contact email is Rashida at wetlockchroniclespodcast.blog. New merch has dropped on the website, which is wetlockchroniclespodcast.com. If you want to donate and support this podcast, you can cash at Wetlock Chronicles. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Also, if you are a Patreon member of Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, excuse me, um, there, they have added a new amenity, which means that everyone can join for free on the Patreon platform, and you can decide if you want to subscribe. The subscriptions are detailed in the Patreon platform. It lets you know what subscribing would do, the different perks that you would get. So be sure to check out patreon.com. Look for Wetlock Chronicles podcast. Again, if you are a member of Patreon, it is now free and you have the choice to subscribe. Subscriptions do give you different perks. You also get merch as well. So if you want to be a Patreon or if you want it to be a Patreon, now is the time because it is free. You have a choice to subscribe. Um, and that is all that I have on the updates, guys. Um, I believe that is it. That is all. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening. Please be sure to rate and comment um, on the podcast if you want to interact. Please, again, don't forget that you can do so on a Spotify platform. Um, be sure to engage in today's On a Serious Note question. I would love to hear you guys' feedback on this episode, on this entire journey, on this um, podcast, and what this platform has, has done for you. And that's it. That's all that I have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Season 3, Episode 15. Fed Up Wives is not just my nonprofit organization that supports the wives and families of incarcerated inmates. Fed Up Wives is also my new bonus channel on Apple with exclusive episodes about just being a fed up wife. Let's just be honest. Prison relationships are hard. And sometimes we just need to speak our true feelings, unfiltered, unapologetic, with no judgment from the heart. 
These episodes are different. Check out Fed Up Wives bonus channel on Apple with a seven-day free trial. Now back to the show. It's been a vibe. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Locked in for the long run, nobody's ever lied. If you wanna run, just tell me now, Bunny and Clyde. Fell in love with your first impression and I can't lie. Cats with flying colors, every test fuck they implies. Locked in for the long run, nobody's ever lied. If you wanna run, just tell me now, Bunny and Clyde. Been no lock, you know I'm chained with you. Last name, I'm tryna change. Be all in a frame with you. Know we picture perfect, uh. Say that it ain't worth it, but it's working for us. But what they be talking about, not knowing what I'm buying about. Sunset, set the mood, what you ain't tryna find out. It's whatever space between the two, but long as we together. Make it through the struggle, see the day when we both shine forever. Since when we begin, it feel like you're in. 